folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I'm here. And as always, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Beautiful night for a podcast. Not too hot, not too cool. Just about right. Yeah. Yeah. What are you like? Uh, Goldilocks? I was, I was about to break it on down. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped outside and it was just right. You do that way too well. I got kids. I read books. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And of course, sit beside me is the patriarch of Redneck Country. My father, real Redneck Dom Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? Certainly is. Beautiful night for a podcast. Had a pleasant walk over. Really enjoyed it. Had a yeah, pleasant a, walk over. It is one of those nights that I, I kind of worry. It's It's hot and... And uh, I don't want anybody uh, of, of age being too hot or too cold. So I hope that your son got you a real nice cold beverage Actually, and uh, took I'm, care of you. Uh, you just called him old. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I am old. I admit it. I, I agree. Somebody 100%. of age. And, and, and I had, it's a, it's a little cooler today, so it was a pleasant walk, but I'm sitting here with my cup of tea and the podcast mug. It's awesome. Good grief. I like the way you roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Todd, are, we, are you uh, indulging in a, uh, a monster energy drink tonight, or are we uh, just going to go? Uh, you know what? I still haven't drank that thing. Good. Well, I figured you would, because last week you were on vacation, weren't you? I was. I forgot and all about it. I figured that was perfect opportunity for you to uh, bust that out while you, you yeah, were in a controlled with environment no, with, with no your responsibilities family. and in yeah. a controlled environment where I can't be fired. That's right. And the irony <laughs> of it, it was the best vacation I ever had. It was. Did was you go wonderful. with him? Todd was out of town. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a vacation for you, too. Yes, when, certainly when was. Todd's out of town. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm. No, I am sitting here with my tall glass of ice water. And mm. I happen to be eating peanuts. That one's bad. But I happen to be eating shelled peanuts. So if you hear, just like send around a campfire, if you hear some cracking and munching, mind your business. It, yeah. It's but just when you. I crack or munch, you. he smacks me and tells me to oh, turn away from the mic. I guess yeah. I just got to give a disclaimer. If I'm you hear not me smacking or slurping, my lips. And my, oh. If you hear me slipping or slurping, I am I am enjoying my tea. See, look at this. You don't hear me ever take a drink. You don't hear me ever munching well, on well, what I'm munching on. I can now because I gave a disclaimer. Just like That's you. That's it. You got it. You can all you want because I can hit that edit button when we're all done. Oh, crap. That's good. <laughs> you enjoyed your vacation, though. I did. Yeah, I did. Really want. <sighs> I can mute his mic. I get to hit him tonight. Oh, no, I did. Yes. It was oh, a good vacay. Todd, sorry. <laughs> it was awesome. We started on Thursday. We stayed around around home. I went fishing. Got the kayak in the water with my brother-in-law, and then uh, went fishing again on Saturday morning. So Thursday, Saturday, and then Sunday, we went camp and took the trailer, and I took my kayak, and I went fishing again on Monday and Tuesday. I think I saw some pictures there of you and uh, the old friends there uh, rolling around the, the pond. And that was you this did, last Saturday. Well. Yes, it was. Oh, that was the last Saturday? Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, it, so it was kind of planned. You were going to come down. I was. So, yeah, I we was. we had it kind of planned that you you were going to be there, too. And, and, and I mean, you had much more important responsibilities. So I'm I not did. I'm yes. not serping <laughs> you there. I get that. But uh, but yeah, I was we've had them on the podcast before. My my old buddies, Pete and Kevin. 
And from, oh my gosh, I want to say I started fishing with them 20 plus years ago anyway, maybe more. And we've always been small pond bass fishermen. And so find a, we had some gravel pits by my place that Kevin actually was the one that, and, and he doesn't even live here. He lives half an hour, 45 minutes in another town. And he's like, you've never fished these, this place. So I'm going to take you. So he was the first one to take me and, and my buddy Pete. And we went and, oh my gosh, I had no idea. These three gravel pits right by my house were right full. And I mean, you would catch, I bet you 20 largemouth in a half an hour. And I'm not no. exaggerating. And of those 20, there's a whack load of little guys, but you were guaranteed to catch a five plus pounder and the largest I think we pulled out of there was eight point something. And I mean, it, it, oh my goodness, man. This it, weekend passed. No, no, no. That was the ponds that when oh, I started back, back fishing with day. them, it's literally five it, minutes from my house. And so we used to go down and my, my buddy Petey lived here. He, we would, as soon as it started rain, we got so bored with catching fish in that pond because I mean, it was, it was so easy. You got bored with it. So it was like, okay, thunderstorm, Pete, it's raining. Are we going? Yeah, let's go while it's raining. And we'd break out the top water and have like little mini tournaments because just normal fishing with tube jigs. I mean, you just, it, it got boring, but with top water got a little more exciting. So that was, that was the, the, the beginning of it. And we've got stories upon stories. You'll see, they make fun of me about walking on water and, and everything else. I, I, one time, if, if you listen to that podcast, I don't know if they've shared it in full. I wasn't giving it up, but I, I, I'm a lighter dude. I looked at this. It looked like a little bit of mud. I thought I could walk across that. They don't let me forget. I went, I went all the way up yeah. to my chest and <laughs> it was not mud. Apparently there is a many, many, many geese living there. And I actually drove home naked. It smelled so bad, but they, they now, now every chance they get, they bring that up. And, but we did, we met again. So this last Saturday, it was like, it's been a long time. We've both, all three of us have lived a life thus far. It's been a fairly long time. So we got to get back together. We went to a place that Kevin again introduced us just after those ponds. He introduced us to this other place that we call Bastopia. And it is just phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's 13 feet of water, 15 feet of water in spots, but you only got about two feet of bank where it's two feet and then it drops straight down. That's and, perfect. and I mean, we, so me and Kevin went last Saturday before we went camping, and Kevin caught 33 and I think I caught 17 largemouth in three hours. And so it was, and Kevin was disappointed <laughs> because opening day, he caught something like 70 something fish. Holy so smokes. yeah, like insanity. Like the place is just phenomenal. It's landlocked in there. You got to know how to get in and, and it's straight ravines down. Like you can't, you can't walk it and fish it. So he takes a canoe. I take a kayak. I take the battleship. So then this last Saturday, we got Petey back and, and my brother-in-law, I said to my brother-in-law, I'll take you to a spot. You wait. He, he's got some, some smallies logged in the tournament. He needed some largemouth. So I said, I will take you. Don't you worry. We'll get you some largemouth. And so we, we said it that we were going Saturday. And so we met and Petey went on the battleship with me and Kevin had his canoe and my, my brother-in-law Connor had his kayak and, and away we went. And it was just like, we never quit fishing for a while. So it was, it was absolutely awesome. Oh, he loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah. Like he's talking about buying one. Yeah. He no, was really uh, impressed. No issues. Nobody fell in the water. You know what we had? So he's a bit bigger of a dude 
And I'm not sure what he was saying, like 2.30 or so. And that made the mistake of I put him in the front with the motor and the battery and his pack. And then he was up in the front seat and I was in the band. It's modular, right? Like on tracks. And I was in the back with our tackle pack and our fishing poles. And there's scupper, what they call scupper holes in the kayak. And the theory is like, I'm out on the, the, the lake and you're hitting white caps, crap, water's coming over the front. It, it comes in over the front, runs down the channel and then drops back through the scupper hole into the, into the back end of the lake. So the, yes, water comes over the side of the kayak. Whoop de doo. The thing's buoyant as heck. And it, you ain't gonna, it's not deep enough that you could fill it with water and sink it. Right. It's made to, even if it filled with water, it would, it, it holds, flows. it's going to float and it's going to balance itself out and it actually becomes more stable. So with that much weight, I didn't plug the scupper hole, which probably was a good thing in, in retrospect, but we did have about an inch and a half of water on our feet the whole time. So <laughs> be, just because of him being in the front and the scupper holes being in the back and that kayak's got to sit just on a slight angle. So the water runs down and out the holes. And it was sitting on these the other wrong angle. <laughs> so, yeah, these are the strategic things you'll learn after. Yeah. But I mean, it was still all good. He put his feet up. I mean, he didn't have to have them down on underneath his seat. So he was good. He was comfy. I had my aqua shoes on, so I was all right. So yeah. I gave him the control because I didn't want the responsibility of not putting us in the right spots and <laughs> anybody having excuses for catching fish. So I gave you him the... Fish on the you, you put your waypoints in with all the secret spots that he took you to on that? God, I mean, this it, it's a little pond. I, and I say pond, it's weird because it, it's like fingers. There's like okay. four legs. Like it's, it's so bizarre because it's only... I don't even know. I guess it'd be 80 yards wide. In some spots, maybe, maybe a bit more. In others, maybe a bit less. And so maybe not even, maybe 50 yards wide for the majority of it, maybe 80 yards at the most in spots. And so yeah. it's not huge, like width wise, but it goes forever. It's so it's almost like you'd think you're in a river of unrunning water, like, cause it's, I mean, it's a pond kind of thing, but it's huge. Fit, I imagine it. Yeah, I, it's gotta be, it's gotta be. Yep. And it's been there forever. Yeah. I mean, but it, it is huge. I mean, we, we still, we were there for four hours Saturday morning. I think we fished maybe five hours. And we did, we still didn't cover one of the legs. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's just, well, it's something massive. to go back to you then. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, there's out. always fish there. It's just awesome. So no, it was a good yeah. time, but there was, honestly, we caught fish. We caught bigger fish this time too. I was impressed. And so you weighed, you uh, measured uh, something into the I did. tournament? I absolutely did. did. I got one, I got one put in. Yep. So yeah. bumped out. So I got three largies. I need two smallmouth now for this because it, it's a full house tournament. So, yeah. so yeah, no, I yeah. did, but I was looking at the uh, the fishing tournaments for um, the CSFL, which is the Canadian Sports Fishing League. Anyways, they go all over Ontario and they got the big bass boats and stuff like that. And uh, the last tournament they had was was most recent one was on Lake Simcoe. They just had last it weekend last past. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I so had I, an old you know, school I, buddy of mine was in it. I seen pictures of Facebook. Oh, did you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I was looking at that. And I, I'm just Came thinking. Eight, I think, with his wife. Eighth or twelfth. Oh, that's eighth fantastic. Or yeah, it really is. At a, like, because there was a, a field of seventy plus or something like that. Well, well yeah, I mean, Bob Azumi was there. I mean, a and bunch brother, of the, the old like fishermen that, yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's Wayne. I think Wayne Azumi, whatever, was fishing with him. But uh, I looked at the weights, and you know, I went on the Lake Simcoe there for the first time, and I'm still still learning the lake. And I didn't catch a thing. I've done well in Lake Simcoe before, but these guys weighed in five fish, and they're the winning weight on Saturday was twenty eight point eight something pounds. For five, five fish. fish. 
for five fish. So do the math on that, <laughs> so, right? So five exactly. times five is 25. So all those fish <laughs> on average yeah, so, got to be over five sh- pounders. My gosh, that's big fish. Uh, it's what I'm thinking too. And Lake Simcoe is, is a, you know, great body of water. And, the, and they've talked about this for years that you know, it's cleaning up and the gobies in there are, are making excellent bait for the, yeah, the smallies. The smallies and, are just getting monstrous, right? They're saying they're the same thing monstrous. on the St. Lawrence. You know, yeah. When you're talking about eight pound fish, it's nothing to have six to eight pound yep. fish. There are smallies that are coming out of Lake Simcoe. And, they, you know, it's so close to my 20 minutes. I'm on the water. I got to learn that lake and, and, and report back some, some stories, but the, the, the 28 pounds worth of fish, it's just, it's beyond me to think that that's, that's possible with a five pound limit. When we were fishing, you know, and back in the day, five at five was kind of, you know, that was the standard, right? You catch five, five fish at five pounds, you're in the money for, for bass fishing tournaments. Yeah. When, well, I, I was watching a tournament on the St. Lawrence and it, I think it was the MLF comes up there right from the U S side. Yeah. And they were saying that two years ago, the average smallmouth was something like four pounds. And they said now in two years, because uh, Lake Ontario feeding up into that and all the gobies, the zebra mussels cleaned up the water and then all the gobies moved in and the smallies are chewing on them. They said the average smallmouth now average when they, they said when they go to the tournaments and, and they're, they're weighing them in or whatever they got to do they're there's something like on average, they're five to six pounds now. That's crazy. Which that's, that's, yeah. that's insane. That's average. So you know that there's going to be some big football, eight pounders in there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I, I got to learn the lake. Yeah, I got to get on it a little bit earlier in the day and, and I uh, ended up buying another fish finder too. You um, did not. You I didn't did. consult well, me, Bill. I'm, I'm, I bought a second fish finder. For what? Got, well, I needed one for the front of the boat. So, <laughs> and my boat's not that big. It's a 16 foot aluminum fishing boat that I've decked out. I've talked about it on a previous podcast. And I bought a the, the Hummingbird Helix Five, uh, which the down imaging, the Nav- Navatronics map system, which is perfect for a console type uh, fish finder. But when I'm running the trolling motor up front, I was constantly asking Hunter, my son, hey, what, what depth are we? Hey, what do you see? Hey, you know what? He that is so important. I didn't think I'd want a fish finder on the kayak. I couldn't fish without it now. Well, it, I know. And it, it, to me, it was more so I wanted to know depth, right? If I'm fishing, if I'm fishing on a, a point or I see a rock shoal come out and yeah. I want to know where it drops off, I want to know where the side of it is. I want to know how far it goes. And if I got, I got the transducer that goes on the bottom of my trolling motor, and it, uh, the mount, which is coming tomorrow uh, for the front of the boat. So I've got uh, down imaging and 2D, 2D sonar on the, on the Hummingbird Helix unit. And that's all that's going to be up front of the boat. So I can at least now see what's under and, and on, the, on the... Look at you. Know, you. Close. So there'll be no excuses why the almost guy can't catch Tell fish. Tell you what, so. we got to enter the tournament. Well, with my 20 horsepower motor, we ain't going far fast. Hey, who cares? <laughs> but, <laughs> Let those guys go. It's how you wiggle the worm, Bill. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and with the amount of like electronics on this boat, we've got a chance. That's so. what I'm saying. We're in. I'll make the jerseys. <laughs> That's it. We're in there. I got to get you up here, though. Uh, honestly, one one day, I don't care if we go up to Upper Big Shooter, just somewhere we can get out on the, on the boat and I agree. And uh, get you in the water and do some fishing on this thing. I agree. 
I'm in. Because, yeah, I will tell you, the fish find, I'm like, I don't need a fish find. I, I have said before, I don't like trail cameras in certain spots where I hunt deer because then you know now what's there. there you Now you're disgruntled because I'm not going to go hunt that stand. There's no deer there or there's no big buck there because he's not on my camera. When there really could be, he just avoids your camera. Or... Right. You got one on there, and then you become obsessed. And I don't want okay and fishing now. Now I gotta do that. Now I got. I don't want to know there's no fish below me, because then I'm not gonna stop and fish. But there could be a fish there, right? So or there could be yeah. one swimming by. So I'm like, I don't want one. But I'll tell you what. So when I was camping, I knew the body of water that I was camping on had pickerel in it. And I didn't care. I want smallmouth. I need two smallmouth for this tournament. So I'm out there in my kayak and I went on my own on the first day on the Monday and I trolled for about four hours. Didn't well trolled. I, I, I used the trolling motor, but I was casting along shore the whole way. And I mean the body of water, same thing. It was probably two feet of two feet of water. And then it dropped right down to nine feet and then dropped again down to 18 feet. And I'm like the, the thing's got smallmouth in it. That's where they're going to be. They're going to be on those shoals on that drop so i'm throwing a wacky worm and i did the whole edge of oh well not the whole edge because i mean it's a big size body of water but i i did four hours of the edge all the way around and i caught one freaking smallmouth one fish one bass and i didn't go out until like 1 30 in the afternoon you know because we got there the day before set the trailer up and i wake up in the morning you have breakfast chilling with the family so I, then i loaded the kayak i went down i docked it and away i went and so i didn't get out till 1 30 or so and at about i told the fam i'd be back for supper at six so when it's like six i'm like oh crap i'm at the back of this body of water <laughs> i gotta get all the way back up to the front i got like a 20 minute trolling motor ride here to get back to the front so i sat back in my chair i pinned the the motor guide wireless on speed 21 and i'm firing across the middle of this lake and i'm watching my fish finder and as i'm going i'm in 18 foot of water just solid 18 feet 18 feet 18 feet all of a sudden out of nowhere boom i'm at eight feet and then boom i'm back down to 18 what and i'm like you gotta stop and fish that hit the brakes i spin <laughs> back around and i i couldn't find it on on one i come back around oh there it is so i go just past it really slow well i realize it's only probably a 20 yard long little i don't know what you want to call it ledge that comes up there and drops right back down like a point and so i'm like well all right. So I, I was drifting. The current was going back against me. So I had my wacky worm on and I'm thinking again, small mouth. There's going to be a small mouth on the backside of this drop off. So I throw in and it's almost now like I'm drop shotting and I'm, I'm drifting over this thing and, and I'm popping that worm and all of a sudden, wham, yes, sir. And I reel in and it's a freaking pickerel. Sorry, a walleye. No, no, you're right. You were absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, whoops, I forgot what stance I took. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, but it was only a little guy. It was probably only 10 inches long. So I'm like, that's pretty cool. I throw it back. I fire up the trolling motor, come back around the other side of it again, do the same thing, only this time, wham, a 16-inch walleye hits me. Well, now we're into some eating foods here. I can't enter that tournament, but this might taste good. Now, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember, but I'm certain I have never caught a pickerel myself. 
I mean, I went with you fishing pickerel down in the Thames and we've gone like jigging on opening day. Like we've, but I don't think I ever caught one. I don't remember. I don't remember whether you did or you didn't. I don't know. I know you have. I've gone with my brother-in-law midnight, uh, opening day. So you're there before midnight. As soon as midnight, lines in the water. We got a fire going beside the beside the river, and I've got the same jig on he's got. I'm watching his hands. I'm doing the exact same motion. Turd catches four in a row. I don't catch one. I've never. We go. I go out with Nick. Nick's everybody. Scotty is pounding him and throwing him in the boat. I don't catch one. I'm like, I've had enough of pickerel. We went up yeah. north. When I proposed to my wife, we went to my brother-in-law's cottage way up north. And this lake, full of pickerel. We are going to, that we're going to catch supper. So before the, the, the first day we get out on the boat, my, my brother-in-law, my sister, me and my now wife. And so in, in this I don't even know. I think it was only a 12 foot aluminum might've been 14, but I don't think so. I mean, we were tight and it's this little, little lake and way up North in a cottage. And so away we go. And so we're trolling worm harnesses and my wife, Jen, pickerel, boom, me, garpike, throw it back. Rick, boom, pickerel, me, largemouth bass, throw it back. My sister, boom, pickerel, me, bass, throw it back. I'm getting irritated. Now screw it. I throw on a minnow. Now I'm just fishing for bass. I had enough. So now sidestep on that story. So while we're fishing there, I was, I was now I'm casting as, as they're trolling really, really slow. I'm casted way up into the weeds, actually fishing for bass. Cause I had enough of this pickerel bull crap. Cause nothing's touching my line. I actually believe it or not this, I, I couldn't believe I did it. I pull back and throw out I take Rick, my brother-in-law, who's at the back of the boat running the motor. I take his hat clean off and into the drink (laughs) with my hook. I couldn't have done it again if I tried. A couple casts later, I lodge a treble hook in my wife's head. And luckily, she had a ponytail, but it went through the ponytail and just caught her scalp just a bit that it drew just a bit of blood. Whoa, was she irritated, Bill? No. She was not happy. I can't imagine how she would not take that as a... (laughs) So at that moment, my brother-in-law was the only one that knew I was going to propose that I had a ring. I looked down at Rick and I'm like, I'm nodding my head. Take me back to that. I got... There's only one... Way I'm getting out of this situation. <laughs> so he takes me back to the cottage. He, I, my sister's like, I'm done fishing. I, nope. And he pulls out before she can get out of the boat. And she's like, I don't want to go. I'm done fishing too. Because he, we wouldn't tell her because she can't keep a secret to save her life. So he pulls her back out. So I went. I proposed to Jen. Let me tell you, I didn't matter what I did. I could have. I could have put six treble hooks in her head after proposing, dude. You are golden. I. I, I, I almost I think that might have been your limit though you couldn't have got away with five i don't know i don't know i almost flipped her off of a four-wheeler after that she was gritted looking at her hand and like we're going up a hill and no lie my brother-in-law's beside us i hit the throttle the front end starts to come up and he's like i'll walk beside you till you get off this hill and get up in front of the cottage because there's a slope down to the water and i we went two wheels but i tell you what it didn't matter. I think it would matter today because she's up there yelling, I wouldn't go that far. So I think it would matter today. Oh, dude, I tell you what. A- anybody listening, if you do something really stupid, just propose. It, it, it works. Trust me. It works. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah, but you can only propose once. So. Oh, it's That's the 2000s, it. Dad. That's, let's do I mean, really? But yeah, no. So anyway, so I digress. So I never cut. That could have been, and I believe it was, my very first pickerel. 
So, so did you keep any of these? I well, I, the the first one I let go, the little ten incher. The second one, the sixteen incher. Now, what's the slot limit in this lake? I don't yeah. know. I was fishing for bass. I didn't even care about pickerel. Now I'm on the horn. Jen, my my Jen had my daughter Megan. Megan's calling me. Are you coming back? Yeah, yeah. Google for me. I need you to Google <laughs> slot size this lake. I gotta. He's flipping around in the bottom of the boat. You gotta hurry up. I'm googling. She's googling. Come to find out, you can keep four, which is my sport fishing license. I know that. Yeah. So, but only one can be over eighteen point one inches. So I'm golden. So knock him on the head. I'm coming in. So I go in. We clean him up. Went back out. My brother-in-law comes the next day because he wants to to catch some bass, and so. Again, we went all the way around the other side this time trying to catch bass. Nothing. But I this time I was smart. I got worms and a worm harness. And I'm trolling with my, because I got the trolling motor. He's paddling. And he's fishing. I'm trolling behind him really slow, just staying behind him. And I'm nailing little little pickerel all along the edge of the bank. And then finally, after three hours that he got fed up, said, let's go in for lunch. We'll come back out. Screw all this. We'll get you a worm heart. We're going for pickerel because I've had enough of trying to fish for bass. And let me tell you, he went and anchored on that shoal, on that eight foot spot and was ripping crankbaits and caught a couple. Uh, not, nothing sizable to keep. I was trolling and he now I knew where that shoal was because he's anchored on it. I yeah. just threw out a whack load of line and trolled back and forth. And there was only twice in a four hour stint that I did not catch a pickerel on the troll and passed him. As soon as my line went under and, and my worm harness was under his kayak, bam, you could, it was, you could do it by the watch clockwork. Bam, bam. I caught a, a 19 inch, which was the one I allowed over my limit. And then I caught some more 16 inches and kept them. And that, that makes for an awesome day when you can get on to the either the color, the the presentation, the speed of retrieve, whatever it oh, is. And, and right, the fish to. finder. I, I wouldn't have known. Like I was, I was experimenting. So the little guys were hitting me at you know two point eight kilometers an hour. Yeah. I was trolling slow and I'm like, man, these little guys are driving me nuts. Maybe I got to pick up the speed so that they're not, the little guys can't catch it. The bigger guys jump in. I don't know, but I, I ended up settling about 3.25 kilometers. That was when yeah. I started, started getting them good. Well, I, you know what? I, I, I'm convinced. I mean, I'm not a professional bass fisherman that fishes tournaments every weekend and stuff, but I'm convinced that the fish finder does nothing more for me as an, as a weekend warrior and give me what you found an opportunity, a spot that you didn't know was there that you might've not been able to find if you, if you weren't, you know, uh, looking on a topographical map or, a, or oh, whatever. And or you'd a, waste so uh, much time. Never. I mean, it, right. it's such a big body of water. Like, how do you know? You, and, and I said that my buddy lives right there that I went fish a Petey and Petey's like, you caught those there. That's right by my place. I've never even fished. They look like really healthy fish. I said, dude, they were super healthy and they tasted like freaking awesome. And he's like, I can't believe those are in that. How did you find them? So I told him the story. I'm like, I can't believe there wasn't 50 boats. I mean, you're catching pickerel like that. You're catching walleye like that. Why isn't there, why aren't you fighting for boats? Go to the Detroit river when the pickerel are on. You can oh, walk yeah, from one side to the other across the top of boats. No, not my ideal. Not my right? ideal so at all. So why isn't that here? These pickerel they were hitting everything. You, I, you couldn't blink without pulling one in. And he, and so that's what I'm, he said to me. He's like, dude, you found the spot. Nobody knows. They probably curious, don't think though. it's that good of a fishery. Like, yeah, they'll catch some, but not that many because you found. And I wouldn't have done it without that little cheap fish finder. 
Yeah, I'm just curious. So with your dad not being there, who cleaned your fish? <laughs> I did, Bill. <laughs> I did. There's more to that story. When you when you get to me, I'll fill you in. Oh, good grief. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to hear. What do you, I'd like to hear your, your two cents on this, Tom. Okay. Because well. I, I was really concerned when he showed me that fish and knowing Todd like I do, I didn't <laughs> figure he'd be able to clean a fish. Oh, jeez. Here well, we go. Well, I'm, you know, I can clean a deer in less than three minutes. Yeah. Clean a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I kid around it being on holidays because because Todd was on holidays and he wasn't home. But in reality, I missed the girls. They oh, weren't here. see, here it and, comes. And, and uh, yeah, so but I got a lot of reading time, a lot of sitting in my yard. And I really enjoyed my yard. The weather yeah, was not so promising. busy being retired. I could I only had a couple short cruises with the 23 tea bucket because the weather every day threatened rain and. Yeah, the sun had come out, and I think, oh, I'll take it for a run. And all of a sudden, it cloud over again and then start to spit rain. So I didn't get a lot of a lot of cruising time in, but I joined a couple. But either way, I did a lot of reading. I love to read. And I had a couple of highlights, uh, two or three highlights. And one of them, of course, Wednesday is, is shooting day. And so Bill and I went early because we usually wait for Todd to get off work. So Bill and I went at 3 o'clock, and we each shot 100, 100 targets. And then at 6 o'clock, we got home, I don't know, about 5.30, I guess. Uh, enjoyed fun with the guys at the club. We got home at 6, and then him and his wife, myself and my wife and my sister-in-law, you can have six at a table now. So we all went out for supper at Denny's. We had a beautiful— Outside. Yeah, outside. We had a nice visit. We had a great evening. It poured rain, but we were right in the middle of a big tent. We were dry. It didn't rain until we were done shooting, you know, so we had a good visit there. And then come— uh, come like my birthday in May and then Father's Day, both times Todd says, well, I got a gift on order for your birthday, but it isn't in yet. And I got a gift on order for your Father's Day, but it isn't in yet. Yeah, yeah that's typical. All yeah. this so, because I mean, you... Amazon delivers next day. Did no. you not know that? Yeah, right. So All this, Bill, because you wanted to hear about the pickerel. Here we are. <laughs> See? I come by it honestly. Yeah, Here we can. are the yeah, second week in July and it, they're coming you know, you, the, your birthday in May and your and Father's Day, they're coming. They're going to be here. Well, lo and behold, they came in while he was on vacation. So, Oh, so there was really something coming. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll tell you that later. So Thursday, <laughs> he get, they get home, and uh, they had to be home in time for their second shots, I think, or whatever it was. Yeah. And so he called me, and he says, um, my wife was out getting groceries, and, so he says, well, as soon as mom gets home, we're all done. We're, we're home here. Come on over because I got your gifts. And the kids and I, were, we're waiting to give them to you. So I go over. Okay. So so the first, like years ago, uh, I don't know how many years ago now, when I first got the 23 T-Bucket, I had a caricature airbrushed of me in the T-Bucket. And I got that file. And I made a picture. But I got that file from the, the guy that did it. And then Todd took that file. An actual picture, and he put that on the front of a shirt. Got the actual picture of the tea bucket, put it on the back of the shirt, my name across the back. A jersey. It's not a shirt. Well, a jersey, little zipper at the top, and uh, clay crusher on it. And on the back, the real car went around it. Redneck bubbles. country on it. Yeah, redneck country is on it. And bubbles with the motor and me and the bubbles around the car. I mean, it was colorful. It was black, red, nice. orange, white. You know, like it was, it was busy. And I wore that to all the car shows. Well, then I lost 
93 pounds or 90 pounds. And it's like a. So now a mom dress. uses it for a, a throw on it's the couch. Like a dress. You know, it's like, <laughs> so I've been after them for, I don't know, a year and a half now. You do it, put in an order or whatever, redesign it smaller and, and get me that shirt. So the first thing he gives me is a shirt in a large instead of a, instead of a 3X. It's in a large. And is it gorgeous? Exact same shirt. Only it fits me now. It fits. I was so pleased to get that shirt. So then the next box he gives me is a pair of Adidas. 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 If you're going to be a sneakerhead, you got to say it right. What did I say? Adidas. Adidas. (laughs) Yeah, well, I read it upside down. Serenity now. Because it was all small letters. (laughs) So anyway... It was Adidas, Adidas, whatever, hot rod running shoes, yellow with black and red trim patterns, design. I mean, these with red are, flames are bright on the soles. They're yeah. called the hot rod. How do you yeah, not buy these? They're yellow with red flames. They are his car. You just lost a sponsorship, though, by not being able to say the name. But other than yeah, that, right? I think we're. <laughs> run way, DMC, I can hear him now. My Adidas. So Saturday was the last dinner club shoot at Rushoyle, which is our club. And so I put on the hot rod shoes. I put on the hot rod shirt and I put on my bright yellow clay crusher hat. He was the sun. And that's where I went. That's what I wore shooting. I got home and my wife says, did anybody notice your outfit? Yeah, Yeah, I think. At the trailer park down the road, they were closing their blinds. Oh, yeah. People were saying, glad I wore my sunglasses. So I got acknowledged, man. It was awesome. The guys on the stations next to you had to wear their side shields just so they wouldn't see you moving with all that yellow on. Yeah, if he moved. Thank goodness he's 73. He moves too quick. He'd give you a seizure. So. That was that was cool, man. I mean, finally, I got my shirt back and I got these hot rod shoes. So I'm waiting for the next cruise. So anyway, Sunday was another highlight. That's because Sunday after church, you can have so many people in your backyard now. And so after church, the family comes and sometimes Bill and Jane, they come and we have lunch in our in our yard. So this Sunday, the whole family was coming over. And Todd bought the pickerel. So bam. My wife had had a had a tater tot casserole and scalp. I know where you're going salads. now. Full disclaimer. Yeah. I was camping. I didn't have a <laughs> fill. No, fill no, it no, hold me. on. I'll whack you again. I'll whack this you. is a preemptive strike. Oh, you come trying to provide. I want to hear the story without. I didn't have <laughs> everything I needed. I was out to catch bass. I don't he, eat bass. Oh. He's coming close to getting whacked, Bill. This is my time, not his. <laughs> this was supposed to be about pickerel, not a 40. It's, a, it's about pickerel. You're I'm like about Gilligan's Island. This was the third highlight of my week. Just sit right back and he'll tell you a tale. Shut up. (laughs) So I said to Bill, we got pickerel, Bill. Oh, all right. So I get the batter mixed up and I got the oil warming up in the frying pan. I know where he's going. And I says, where's the pickerel? I couldn't find the I put the pickerel right here. What's it with the pickerel? The oil's getting hot. I don't know. I moved it here somewhere. I finally find the pickerel. So I dipped the first piece in and I... Drop it in the oil, and I thought, oh, You didn't put it in up. yet, did you? Yes, I did. Yeah, the first piece, I picked it up, and I put it in. It was a nice big fillet. I dipped it in the batter and put it nice in. Nice big fillet. So I grabbed the next one, and I went to put it in, and 
here's a whole strip of Y bones and everything in it. <laughs> so I picked up Not another strip. Everything. And there was just the Y bone and that I was going to take out oh, later. Man. So I picked up the next strip, and here's another strip of Y bones. Why the first one didn't have it, I have no idea. But these two, I said, where's Todd? Todd, I need Todd. Well, he's sitting on the couch in his phone, and he can hear me, and I can't see his head. I, it's behind me. And I'm, where's, and I'm yelling, where's Todd? I need Todd. And they're saying, Todd, your dad wants you. And this grease is bubbling, and I'm trying to find a piece with no, with no bones. And I can't find another piece with no bones. I didn't want to lose any meat, so finally, and I didn't have a fillet knife. He says, what? I says, here, take this knife and cut these Y bones out. I got to turn this piece over. It's almost done. So he starts messing around with them. I said, not messing did? around. I was precision. I was like a doctor oh, with the proper yeah. tools. I, I, said, I was a friggin' surgeon. Why under yeah, the you tell me they had to have the Y bones filling it out before I got that grease hot and everything, the dat batter all ready to dip. And then he starts yeah. and yelling at this. I was camping. I didn't have a fillet knife. Oh, well, the excuses started coming out now, <laughs> did they? They also had to be washed. I dropped a couple there. in the dirt and I just put them in the bag anyway. Uh, and, and oh, man. Says, how, was, how do you go gonna, that unprepared? Yes, I was going to fill them out all nice and neat later on. Well, you knew, you saw me make a battery. You saw oh, me the grass. Why were you up here doing it then if that's what you were going to do? So, how did you bring them to your dad's house not prepared? Did you come right from the campsite to your dad's or did you go home oh, first? He was home on Thursday. This is Sunday. Oh, so I you had Thursday to Saturday. Oh, I understand. We came home oh, Friday. Done. He's Thursday. got no time. Friday. Oh, Friday. Home Friday, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, and you didn't have your cookout till Sunday. Either way, yeah. we got the bowl yeah. of them, and there I'm was a busy some man, really Bill. nice fillets. And so I got the first piece out, and then I put the rest in one at a time and two at a time and kind of turned them as I put them in. And, and they were good. cooked them up. Even Megan. Oh, Megan my loved them. Gosh, where they looked up. Bill, Bill. Todd and Megan and I, we, we cleaned them up. Or they ever, ever good. Like, they were really nice. I think the majority of that comes from how they were cooked. And how they and were how filleted. the precision time that you made him take. <laughs> Not that he took, that you made him take to get all those bones out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, some kids, it takes a little bit longer Maybe to I want to eat them like ribs. Did you? <laughs> well, he says, cook them and take the bones. I'm not breaking the batter all off them and trying to find the bones. Come on, get the Is bones that what out he of said? them. No, I did not. Now oh, he's on crack. God. Good Lord. Yeah. Anyway, this all started, Bill, because you bought a second fish finder. So take me on this journey because <laughs> you. I don't even. Did you tell us what model it was? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was a Hummingbird Helix 5. You the same the, one? Uh, down image. It's the same one minus the mapping software. Because you don't need, need that now. No, I don't need it. So, yeah, so that's that's what I got. And, you know, that'll help me catch pickerel that I can take bones out of before I put it in <laughs> and into the oil. So. <laughs> uh, bite me. Yeah. But you know what else I did this week? What you else? Know, yes, let's, uh, let's divert. My, Please tell I, me. Yeah. Well, you guys will get a kick out of this, or you will at least. I got my shooting stuff ready for this weekend. Oh, yeah. We got the provincials coming up. Yeah, and every time and somebody mentions it, I get a, the anxiety in my stomach. See, that's not good. You've got to not care. Who cares? Okay. I, I, I keep telling myself, I don't care if I shoot, like, four. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Every time I think about it, I do care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, L listen to this, Bill. Where are how you many, going now? How many months have we been talking about the provincials and you coming down? 
several. Oh, a long time. Yeah, several, right? Yeah. And so I keep saying to him, you got to tell me what shells you need and, and you got to make the call. Oh, God. Lord. Holy cow. You me again you know, now? get the shells and I, uh, I keep. What is this, pick on Todd night? So finally, I finally. What's the title this morning, of this podcast? Said, pick okay, on Todd. That's enough of this. He keeps saying, yeah, yeah, I'll decide what I'm, what I'm going to shoot, what I'm going to need and I'll make the call. So finally this morning I said, well, okay, I have not said that. Bill I just and said, I are go and shells. get what we normally get. So I called, I called where we go. And they're out of shells. Not surprised. So I when call, you wait till the last minute, I call God. another manufacturer, <laughs> and they're out of shells. No, hmm. they had six flats left. Yeah, but not they we had wanted. enough. Of, well, they, and they it, were it would awful, work. They were an awful price. So finally, he gives. Me I said, "Call this place." Yeah. So so finally, we found enough shells. They're a little more than we normally pay. But Bill and I are going to make a road trip tomorrow morning and get what we need for the provincials. So they're holding for so. just the two of you. Or are you going to help him help your son out oh, again? No, I got to get his too. I was the one that yeah, lined them up. This much. Oh yeah, <laughs> he waited till the last minute, and then you're going to take credit for finding shells for the guy. <laughs> hey, I squatted them. I paid for their their ATA, their OPTA memberships. Got it all done online. Yeah, and you know when he did that? Last, I, I had today. to declare the categories. I got an email said, if you don't pay this today, you can't shoot. Oh, no, that's not true yeah, either. Today's the last day. No, it is not. Yes, it is. You can do it right up until the shoot. You ain't shooting until Saturday. Anyway, we should have got these oh, from the APA or the What APA. have you done to him, Bill? Either way, it was done today. <laughs> yep. So, well, it's good. good. I mean, so, uh, sorry, Bill, for interrupting. So we're ready. Your, your no, story. it's okay. This is part of that part of the sorry. sitting around He's apologizing for interrupting your story. What a jerk! You want me to hit him? No, that's it. No, that's fine. <laughs> never that's let you fine. get a word in edgewise. Me. I'll see him this weekend. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> so. In fact, the restrictions are lifted. We're going for a ride in the hot rod. Outstanding! I can't wait. Are you ready that's to? Are, be... So you're ready to rock? Is Can Candace is coming? Is she ready to rock? Oh yeah, we were actually out in the uh, in the backyard this weekend, just doing uh you know, just a little rundown on uh, shoulder and the gun. And, and is she uh, as anxiety ridden as you? No, she she's like uh, she I, don't whatever, care. If I should, no, well, she's out there to have a good time. That's and, right. I don't uh, see no, Candace being the same as what's the that as technical. No, I tried to start to explain a few things like, and she's like, "Don't talk know, to me. Like, I know how to put a gun up." Basically, it was more like hey, I'll I'll figure it out. She wasn't rude at all. She she listened for sure, but I can see in the back of her mind she's like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, when the first couple first round of practice round, I'll figure out where the she gun was shoots. Entertaining you was she? Built? I I highly <laughs> believe that she was in the entertain build mode just so that his anxiety calms down and he can just get this out of his system. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> so, Let him have a say. He'll walk back in the yeah. house. Then I could actually It'll do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. We were in the backyard with snap caps, and I was just going through some, you know, the safety protocol from station to station. And she was asking some, you know, legitimate first-time shooter type questions about, you know, if the guy that shoots first, you know, on station one Dad. is now on station two, does that person shoot first on the second uh, uh, five targets? And she thought maybe the person that was on station one shot first all the time. I'm like, no, no, it moves with the, the squad leader, which will be your dad. And uh, I said, I don't know where we'll be, but, you know, I, I, have a tro I have trouble counting to five, meaning that 
I always lose focus as to when my turn is. So I got to be watching down the line. And anyways, I was going through my anxieties with, uh, with how, how the shoot's going. <laughs> You're beside me. Maybe I should have switched you and Candace. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, you know, when we're, when we shoot, like, is that all out there, out there yet? Like what time? Uh, they released today the times for okay. the well, first flight. We can talk about right? that after. But yeah. just, so they released the times for the first flight. Looks like the second flight, you just, whenever the first, first, first hundred's over, then the second hundred will go. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be, uh, we'll be coming down on Friday, uh, Friday afternoon. We'll leave here at about noon or so. Rock and roll. Yeah, we'll find you guys somewhere, whether it's at the gun club or at I'll the, probably at be at the gun club still. Yeah, well, because I'm shooting Friday. Good deal. If you need and, supper, uh, look me up. We'll go out for supper. Sounds good. We'll figure out what time I get there. If I can shoot a practice round Friday, I'd like to. But if I can't, then oh, they'll I have can. the practice. They'll have the practice running. Yeah, you can still yep. you can still yeah. shoot practice on Saturday, even if you don't Friday. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I definitely need to get out there because I was trying to figure out the last time I pulled the trigger. I'm not not even from an anxiety uh, like uh, I'm worried about shooting whatever, but I just I haven't pulled the trigger in two years. On a turkey, just oh. keep thinking a turkey. You will, it's yeah. No put the put the bead on and 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 see where it goes. So, anyways, we'll come out. Like I said to Candace, we're, we're going to have a great time. No matter if I break ten or twenty five straight. And I told her, I told my wife, you better bring a hat you don't like. Because I promise you, you will be the first one to break 25 straight out of the two of us, and you will not come back with the same hat. She's like, they shoot your hat? Why did they do that? <laughs> I said, they haven't shot my hat yet, so don't worry. You're like, well, I've heard they do. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard a rumor that this happens when you actually break 25 straight. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm the almost guy. This is, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm the almost guy, so. Yeah, when you it hit 25, we'll, we'll almost shoot your hat. That's it. You can throw it up. and. <laughs> but I don't even know. I, I, I was trying to think, and I said this to, to my wife. I have never, ever in competition shot doubles. And you're going to shoot doubles shoot, with me. Yeah, I'm going to shoot doubles for the first time this weekend. That's so awesome. Like, yeah, in, in competition? Shot, never. I've never, no, see, I've I, never I, even I, shot uh, for, uh, doubles for uh, practice. I've shot doubles. You've never for, shot American uh, trap? Nope, not doubles. He's but never shot doubles, period. Are you registered to shoot yeah. doubles in He's the He's shooting on doubles with me on Sunday. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. He, I'll have to. You th- yeah, you, it sounds awesome in theory until I come up there and and I don't know what. I know that you get two targets. That's pretty much what I figured. I got to look two shows every time. So All you got to do, pretty- Bill, is you're not lead off. So mark that first one and know where it comes out. The so second one, Genesis. you just take your time. Get there to that second one. Figure that out and just pull the trigger when you're ready. That first one, mark it and pound that thing as fast as you can. This is what I told Candace. I said, from what everything I heard from Todd, you don't even hardly see the first one, and the second one, you're 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 tracking it and and, and shooting out. Yeah, like you, you get into so, a rhythm once you get once you do it so much, right? And it just yeah. becomes boom, 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 boom. I'm looking forward, to but doubles. you're going to be more it, boom, boom, which is absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. And the tips we've had Frank and Emily on before, right? And Frank was the first guy to ever shoot a hundred straight doubles in Canada. And when I started shooting doubles, he said to me, you knock that first one out as fast as you can. 
And it's just a flick of the gun, really. But And I even hold my head a little higher on my side. I give the rise to the comb the way I mount my gun for that first one. And it's just boom. And then because when you first start out, you're a little bit slow, you swing downward and, and make a loop down and over to the second and come up and hit it coming up on it. I see. Yeah. But I'll put you in touch with Frank before because he, he explains better than I. Oh, I'm sure that'll help my head a lot. <laughs> can't hurt it. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It can't hurt. <laughs> and hey, you might shoot a 25. Hey, yeah, but out of 50. Out of 50. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I honestly, I am absolutely looking forward to just getting out and, and getting to a gun club and having some. Yep. some you, uh, you're used to going out and shooting 25 and then shooting another 25, you will be amazed at how fast you shoot 50 targets when you shoot doubles. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Those no two because they're gone in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, uh, I got a brand new shot pouch uh, that my uh, my wife made for me that I haven't yeah. even shot with. And I, <laughs> I was all, all concerned because I said it's not, and muscle memory takes me to my pocket, not to the pouch. And she kind of shook her head and said, you don't need to use it if you don't want to. I don't want to be the reason to cause you any more anxiety. I said, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I think at this point, anything that distracts you is a good thing. Now, I normally say no distractions. Now, everything. I mean, wear an extra large shirt you're not used to wearing. That is I'm an awesome at the, wife the, that thinks of that, Bill. That's an awesome wife that, that she, thinks that way. Yeah. yeah. She's actually, she's right now, I'm, she's sitting on the couch. She's sewing her leather uh, work that she's going to put on display for mm. the weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Wicked. She's, uh, to she's anxious to put it. This is her trial piece. She's found a little bit of a few mistakes that she's made. But I said, nobody else Nobody else that. will and know them because it's only her. No. And being the craftsman that she is with the leatherwork stuff, she's taken great pains to make sure this one looks fantastic. And, you know, and uh, it should get this one done, make her a nice strap, and show it to you guys on the weekend. And whoop, whoop. Looking forward to it. I'm excited so, to see it. Yeah. Was she planning on taking orders out there? Maybe. I mean, if there's anybody that's yeah. that's interested, I mean, she's she putting it on show to show you guys primarily to see what you think and get your yeah. two cents on it and see if there's anything that can tweak. And actually what I asked her, I told her to do is wear it for the weekend, meaning the going to station to station and seeing if there's anything that doesn't feel right, fit right, comes apart and then adapt that to the next one. Right. So kind of work the kinks out of the design and shoot it at the same time. So cool. I think it'll be yeah. fun. I have seen pictures yeah. of in, in, of it in production. And I think it's, it's going to be stellar. Yeah, she's doing a fantastic job. Her fingers will be sore from all the stitching she's doing, but it'll look nice. So, no doubt. anyway, so there we go. That's that's the week and the lead up to uh, maybe an in an in person podcast. Po- Bill's yeah, coming to the studio. Podcast. Could be, could be a a post day one sit down for an hour and recap type type conversation coming up. I think it'd be good. Yeah, I agree. Heck, we could have a bunch of people. Janice can come on with her first experience of the trap, yeah. uh, the trap field. We could bring Emily and Frank. Holy cow. We could have we, we can have a real campfire. We could have I tell you, we'll have to take it all outside. The studio won't be a studio now. <laughs> we'll be getting smacked left, right, and center. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. I'll run an extra long mic cord. Wireless mic. <laughs> so 
Well, as the week progresses, we'll be in touch. I hope you are able to locate the shells. If you can't, I've got maybe a few flats of some of that black goose stuff sitting around I here still. Oh, my gosh, Bill, you got gold. Uh, yeah. Bill's sitting on black goose. Oh, I'm not kidding. Uh, I'm not bringing it down. That, that's my reserve. Oh, I've got, if you uh, want to sell it, I know who will buy it. No. No, I'll trade you two for one on, on uh, Challenger Handicap number eights for, for a flat. For a flat of black goose. <laughs> if yeah. you could get Challenger right now, I might have taken you up on that. <laughs> yeah. well, I've got uh, eight flats here. Look at you, you stockpiling hoarder. Yeah. I couldn't shoot anywhere. <laughs> this was all supposed to be gone already with with the ATA shoots from last year that I stockpiled it, and I never fired around out of the book. Well, I went out and looked, and I only have, I have a, I think I have two flats of Challenger, and I got two and a half flats of Handicap of double A's, Winchester double A Super Handicaps. So I'm okay for that. I'm okay for the Handicaps, but I'm going to need some more for yeah. the 16s. I'm shooting the Handicap loads at 16 as well. I have it. I'm going to shoot it. It's just, you mean the I'm challenger was so. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm shooting at 16s too. Three dram load, yeah. 1200 feet per second. That's what I'm shooting. Yeah. I'm shooting 1250s for the caps. Candace at seven and a half Remington gun club. I had a flat of those kicking around from, I don't know how long. So I said, Hey, <laughs> well, they're 35 years old. They're a little rusted. Candace. You shoot these. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the whole bang. You're going to shoot 25 flat. before me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got confetti yeah. in them. I found these at the local estate sale. Can you believe the neighbor down there, that 95-year-old yeah. guy, was getting rid of these shells? I don't know why the box looks a little bit waterlogged. But. Yeah, if they don't go in all the way, just push them harder, harder. Take a little mm-hmm. hammer. That's it. Tap them in. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to you guys coming down. Yeah. It's going looking to be forward to being there. It'll be a blast. Rock and roll. Oh. All right. Well, we'll see you this right, weekend, guess. Bill. Have a good night. Yep. Take yeah, care. you too. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.